is Alexandra Naples from Love Betty, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Dan from Love Betty, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is CT from Love Betty, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Jay Banks from Love Betty. You're listening to Iron City Rocks. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. The Iron City Rocks podcast is a podcast devoted to promoting Pittsburgh-based hard rock, heavy metal, and blues music. I'll be your host, John. Episode 21 is going to feature a band that is no stranger to the podcast. Several months ago, we featured a band called Love Betty in one of the music-based episodes. The response was great, and they've been very busy since, so we thought we'd take some time and catch up with the members of the band see what's going on, and talk to them about all things Love Betty. After the interview, stay tuned for a special information on how to enter a contest to win two tickets to see Love Betty open for TR3 at the Hard Rock Cafe and a copy of their debut CD. Before we start, here's the track, Dirty Mary. Not her. 
right, ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to be joined by the members of Love Betty on the Iron City Rocks podcast. Guys, how are you doing? Great. How are Great. you? Great. How are you? Doing real good. On the line, we have Alexandra, the singer, and uh, how are you doing, Alexandra? I'm doing great today. Thanks. We Pretty excited C- to be here. Great. And we have CT, uh, does a little bit of singing and guitar playing, and we have uh, Dan on bass and Jay Bank on drums. Hello, hello. Uh, welcome. What's going on? Not much. Um, you guys were on the podcast, um, I honestly can't even remember exactly when it was, uh, with a song called Dirty Mary that uh, I got some good feedback from. Uh, I really enjoyed listening to it. And uh, I know you guys have been probably one of the busiest and hardest working bands in the city right now, so I thought it would be a good time get together and uh, chat about what's going on about your debut CD. You've got some uh, pretty cool shows coming up. Um, if we could start out, just kind of give me a background on how Love Betty came to be, how the four of you kind of got to where you want. I don't know who wants to field that question. Band historian. CT <laughs> um, uh, and I started the band uh, just as like an acoustic duo, we just started writing some music together, and um, we really wanted to make it into something a little bit more than that. Um, we went through a couple different members before we found these guys, and uh, we found Justin, um, and it was like a perfect fit there. And then we had a, a different bass player for a while, and then we found Dan, and it was like perfect. So right now we're at a, a really great spot. Like every everybody, you know, works yeah. together. We're all on the same page, so it's it's really really awesome right now. Yeah, we we started out as a, like a songwriting duo, and then you know that we were just songwriters, and now like we've turned into a full fledged band with our own sound and our own style. And I think you know that's definitely because all of us getting together have created this awesome music. Mm-hmm. Right, great. Um, now CT and Alexander, are you two still kind of the principal songwriters? Is that the case, or how how, how do songs come to be? Yeah, it's definitely switched a lot to where now the rhythm the rhythm section can introduce their own ideas. I mean, Justin and Dan are just very capable musicians, and no longer is the songwriting just like all based on one or two people. We all get together and we all write songs together now, so it's it's come full circle for us. Yeah, more organic. Yeah, for sure. Um, for, for those who are not as familiar with Love Betty as I am, how how do you guys classify your niche? I mean, what how do you describe your sound to someone who's never heard you? <laughs> that's, that's the hard one there. Um, <laughs> kind of all over the map there, I think. Um, I think the best way to describe us describe us is like a rock, pop, bluesy mashup. Um, we're kind of a little <laughs> bit of everything. It's uh seems like people have a hard time describing it, but we like that about it. You know, we like that a lot of different people that are into different genres can also enjoy our music because it's so um, its own thing. So we're always welcome to uh, new descriptions. I, I won't I won't hazard, hazard one, but I, I know when I listened, when I, when I got the, the album itself, I, I was familiar with Dirty Mary from being on the show, and it was obviously very piano um I kind of had a sultry vibe to it, and then I got yeah. the album, and there's some some kind of straight ahead rockers on that album, which kind of surprised me. But you guys are right; you're you're 
a blend of a lot of different styles coming together on that album. Yeah, I think instead of just trying to, you know, straight up pigeonhole yourself, I mean, we came out um, just trying to create music for the sake of creating music and create something that was really our own instead of, like, you know, following suit. Yeah, and I think that everyone, you know, at different points in, in time, when you have a feeling, you know, you want to write this song about something, it's not always going to be the same type of song, you know. It's They all, I, I feel like every song has a story, you know. They're all a different point in your life, and I think that's just how they come out is what it is, and we work with it, you know. Yeah, I mean, we can definitely rock and get funky and be laid back, and there's some really pretty songs. There's a wide variety and I think that's the way to go. It probably, as a musician, keeps it more interesting. You know, I, I Absolutely. Think that's that's what I was going to say. Is, as far as the playing go angle of it, what was that? Go, no, go ahead. As far, as far as the playing angle of it goes, it, it does lend itself to being able to do different different styles all around, which, you know, as a musician, playing one style over and over and over, there's only so many different options that you can come up with, and eventually, in the long run, you start repeating yourself. And I think something that's really great about this particular band is the way that we write is we pretty much sit down and the song begins and everybody kind of fits their part and their own instrument and their own style into it. And the end result is what you hear on the album. You guys tend to write the songs as as a group collectively or is it more somebody dabbles on something and brings it to the group? Yeah, sort of complete. Um, but actually, usually ideas will come in. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. <laughs> no, usually uh, ideas will come in. Um, I'm kind of the new guy, so uh, Chuck and Allie come up with a lot of stuff, and, uh, you know, they'll bring it in, and we'll just jam it out. Uh, it seems it's not usually complete. Uh, you know, we have options. We, we jam on it. We talk about it. Uh, everyone's free to add what they want, and... Uh, very interesting process. I'm really digging it. Cool. Now, the album itself, um, were you guys a live act prior to the album, or did the album kind of come out of years in the club? No, yeah, the, the first album, um, the first album that we have, it was, a lot of those songs were the songs that Chuck and I had um, originally, um, that we'd written, just the two of us, and then brought into a band scene. Right. Um, and we did play those all live. But um, we're really excited about doing the next album, one, because Dan will be on that one, and two, because it's a little bit more cohesive and it's a little bit more of everyone's um, input in it. Um, so it's pretty exciting stuff. We're, we're really looking forward to that. Are there plans to do the follow-up album at this point that you have? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, we're, we're looking for sometime next year. We're definitely looking to you know, re- go back into the studio and record a, a new full-length album. I mean, at the, at the moment, I mean, we love what we've created. I mean, And We're Never Coming Back was, it's it's definitely a blessing. I mean, we created something we're definitely very proud of. And, you know, we've definitely cultured a, a lot more of our own, like, consistent style. I think the album came across a little schizophrenic, but we love it that way. I think, you know, we wouldn't have it any other way. We're never going to, like stop creating music for the sake of music. It was once described as bipolar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we get that more often than not. We're okay with that. Yeah. Because I, the idea, I think they, um, the guy that did the 
uh, review on that was under the impression that like CT and I um, each wrote songs and then put them on. But really, we wrote everything together. So, I mean, I think he was like, oh, two different songwriters. And that's really not the case. I mean, we both had a hand in every song. You know what I mean? So it wasn't really that way. It was just that's kind of how we write. Yeah, for sure. I mean, outside of Love Betty, I mean, uh, everybody writes their own kind of music. I mean, everybody listens to different kind of music. We're all, like, multi-influenced. I mean, Justin really likes, you know, reggae, funk, jam, and, you know, like, I'm really into, like, Radiohead and um, a bunch of, like, cult bands, and Ali's really into, like, 1920s jazz, and Dan's really into funk, but, like, we all can, you know, be into you know, metal, blues, like anything. We're just, we love a collaboration of music. We're like a cult of personality with that. Right. I think the worst thing that happened to music personally is people putting classifications on it. Starting to call it one style or another. And then before you know it, it's, I don't listen to this style of metal. I listen to that style of metal. And, you know, in reality, they are a little bit different, but it's still metal music. (laughs) I, I can't listen to grindcore. I can listen to new metal. Yeah, I, I I am with you on that. But the whole classification of metal and even rock um, sometimes really limits you know you even approaching a band. I know um, a big fan of a band called Government Mule, um, yeah. and for some reason they were labeled as jam band. And I think a lot of people hear that and they assume that you're listening to Fish, but it's yeah. not. You know, you listen to that, it isn't anything like Fish, but it's got that label, you know. So right. That's why I asked you guys to describe what you sound like. I don't want to try to put words into people's mouths. How how does the band go over live? I mean, I obviously you guys have done some pretty decent-sized headlining shows, but, you know, I've also noticed you guys have opened for some really um, much bigger names, like you have the TR3 show, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but, how, how yeah. does the reaction when you're not the featured band on the bill? I think uh, live is definitely our, our forte. You know, um, we've been thrown into so many different situations with so many different acts because we're very versatile and it's really worked to our advantage. I mean, we've opened for uh, a band like Lifehouse, and this this month we're opening for Tim Reynolds, who you know plays with Dave Matthews. But then we can go on a show like six days later and play with Bowling for Soup and MC Lars. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely think live, you know, we bring we bring it and we make sure like we throw it down and we leave everything on the stage every time. And I think uh, the response is just great. Now, do you guys try in a case like that where you're doing kind of diverse audiences? Do you, do you alter your set list a little or just kind of absolutely course? Yeah, on occasion, you know, we definitely. We'll gut load it, you know, with a little more, let's say, more of a uh, jammier sound or more of a funkier sound or more of a heavier sound. But, you know, all in all, it's all what we create, and that's all that matters to us. Now, when you're doing, do you guys, do you, as you know, been around for a little bit, do you still do cover songs, or is it strictly all original music at this point, live? I think we uh, we prefer all original music, but... You know, it, it is Pittsburgh, and a lot of times playing out in Pittsburgh, you have to have those those cover songs so people can relate to the music, and a lot of times the covers is what will grab somebody's attention. Not that the music wouldn't grab their attention, but they can sing along. People love to go to the bar and sing along, again, especially here in Pittsburgh. So covers are kind of that, that, that necessity that you have to do, but 
I don't think we prefer to do the, the covers is what I'm getting at. Oh, certainly, yeah. I, I know I uh, I'm in a band who said if you had to play a long call Sally one more time, you know, but it's not a really fun <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, you know. It disappoints people if they have money to come see you. So, excellent. Uh, you have um, you mentioned the show with Tim Reynolds at the Hard Rock Cafe and uh, Bowling for Soup. Any other uh, Love Betty only shows coming up in the near future, or is it mostly support work for bigger acts? We've got a pretty 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 big acoustic show coming up at Club Cafe. If you guys want to talk about that one, yeah, oh, we're doing that on November twenty seventh. Um, that's we decided to um, go a different route and like do a, like a series of acoustic shows, and that'll be the first date. And uh, we're just gonna try and do a different vibe, you know, something for fun, you know. When we do like smaller venues, I think you know it's good for us to like experiment and you know have a little fun with the shows. We're also headlining at Lava Lounge on December 10th, and uh, we're also doing a, a Christmas show, which is still in the works on um, December 18th at Alter Bar. Cool. Now, um, have you guys taken Love Betty on the road, like, regionally, you know, beyond Western PA? Have you done any, like, smaller tours? I know you were involved Uh, with Warp Tour. Yeah, we've been trying to make our way out as much as possible. Um, We've done a bunch of shows um, towards Ohio. Um, We have some stuff lined up. We want to do... like in the tri-state area, and hopefully go out from there. Um, we're actually like in talks of doing some um, bigger tours and stuff right now, so we're really stoked about that. Cause that's definitely the route that we want to go. Um, you know, as much as we can get the name out there, the better. You know. Yeah, we're definitely you- like a nice pivotal point for all this, um, especially regionally. As we just started to do, you know, regionalize a couple months ago, and. You know, we're really pleased, like, when we go out of the area, like, we get a really good response, and we, it's definitely a primary focus in the next upcoming months. Absolutely. That's basically what the focus is for, for the coming spring, is we're we're trying to book, you know, the tri-state area again, um, fully going all the way around the tri-state area, weekend type of touring stuff, until we can turn it into the full-time situation. Yeah, yeah we're looking to regionalize and nationalize, we're definitely... We're in it. we're overly ambitious, so we never get a chance to really stay stagnant. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's one of the things I noticed about your band that it seems to constantly be working at it. There's no holes in your schedule. You know, there's never a, a more than a couple of days that go by that there isn't some piece of news coming out of your Twitter account or different things like that. And I think that's important to keep the ball rolling. You know. Yeah, yeah I just stopped making plans with people because I never know when something's going to turn up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we tickets. like it that way. Well, great. Um, no, I appreciate, yeah. appreciate you guys taking the time to come on the show. Um, how how do people get in touch with you guys? Um, internet, is it, uh, what URL is best to get in touch with Love Betty? Yeah, I mean, definitely the easiest is lovebetty at lovebetty.com is our mailing address. I mean, it's definitely important to note that uh, it's Love Betty with an I-E, so L-O-V-E-B-E-T-T-I-E dot com, myspace.com slash Love Betty, YouTube slash Love Betty. We're, we're everywhere. Yeah, I know you guys are on Twitter um, also. Uh, there, I'll put links to you guys on my uh, page as well for the listeners. Um, anything else you want to talk uh, that I'm missing? 
Yeah, we uh, definitely a, a very cool thing in the upcoming month is we're doing a music video. Uh, be our first, you know, full production real music video. Uh, okay. We're doing it with the director uh, Tom Larkin from T Larkin Productions. Mm-hmm. Now, he's done, I believe, a Twenty Eight North video recently. Um, mm-hmm. some more. other. Yeah, I know. The folks... Yeah, I, I know. He's um, done some phenomenal work for those uh, folks out there that aren't familiar. I try to get a link up there on the website. I know he's got uh, really high quality videos. You know, when you think yeah. of, you know, stuff that you would think would come out of Hollywood's coming out of uh, the Three Rivers. It's great. Yeah, yeah it's, we're really excited to work with him. His, his stuff uh, is really impressive, so pretty excited about that. The video he did with um, the London actually aired on MTV2 and Fuse. Yeah. Hmm. That's uh, the London video was very cool. I think Tom's about to the younger guy. Probably got a little fresher perspective on things, and maybe you know makes it a, a affordable and easy for a band. And he does great work. All right, well, guys, I appreciate you coming on the show. I wish you guys luck uh, with your show coming up with uh, TR3 and uh, Bowling for Soup. And uh, if you'd ever like to come back on the show, don't hesitate to give me a call. Yeah, great. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Yeah, thanks for having us on. All right, I hope you enjoyed the interview with Love Betty. Next up, a song called Lies, also from their debut release.
All right, that was Lies from Love Betty. The next song up also from their debut release, Crumble. crumble from love betty we'd like to thank the members of love betty for taking the time to talk to us on the podcast if you'd like more information on the band you can go to ironcityrocks.com click on podcast and find out links to the band you can also get more information on iron city rocks from the website or on myspace at myspace.com forward slash iron city rock facebook at facebook.com forward slash iron city rocks twitter at twitter.com forward slash iron city rocks and now for the information on the prize pack. If you go to ironcityrocks.com and click on Love Betty Contest on the menu, 
and fill out the form. The password is Marionette, which is also ironically the seventh track on their new CD. So fill that in, enter to win. We'll get you two tickets to the TR3 featuring Tim Reynolds' show with Love Betty on the bill as well at the Hard Rock Cafe and a copy of the new CD. Good luck to you, and we'll talk to you down the line. (laughs) 